Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Just Two Dads with my co-host and partner, Mr. Sean Francis. I am Brian Altunian. And today we're going to be covering a topic that is near and dear on uh, the top of everybody's mind, I should say. Um, I don't know if it's near and dear to everybody's heart, but top of mind. And that's uh, talking about finances and uh, part of our financial literacy series that we're, we've been doing with uh, special needs support groups and other uh, other folks uh, servicing the special needs, um, our special needs community. So talking about some specifics about finances, I think you'll find fascinating, uh, interesting, and hopefully call to action. So stay tuned for another episode of Just Two Dads. Hello, everybody. I am Brian Altunian, and I'm here in Southern California with my partner and co-host, Mr. Sean Francis. I want to thank everybody who's catching us live on Facebook. Um, not sure how long we're going to be doing Facebook live events. We may we may broadcast to them, but um, but uh, just acknowledging that the this expansion, the spread of our of our audience, um, we're we may reconfig reconfiguring what we're doing. But for now, thank you for joining us live on Facebook. Please leave comments. Um, feel free if we'll be able to put some of them up on the screen. Um, if you're catching us on podcast outlets, uh, wherever you get your podcasts, uh, we hope that uh, we give you something to think about. Hopefully, if you're driving, don't write things down, but uh, come back and, and and visit. Maybe catch us on our YouTube channel because we have a YouTube channel, Just Two Dads. Um, we are in the process of building a website. We've only been talking about this for two and a half years, but we are where all of our episodes and contacts for the folks that have been guests on our show um, will be available to you. So we'll be more news about that. 2023 is going to be a big year for us at Just Two Dads. And finally, if you're catching us on WSTX AM radio down in the U.S. Virgin Islands, hello, our family. I hope, uh, hope you are all well and hope this is another, uh, another fascinating topic. No guest today. It's just Sean and I. Um, but, uh, but so let's sort of jump into it. First of all, I guess, Sean, how, how's everything going today? How are you feeling today? You feeling fired up, ready to go? I'm feeling fired up and ready to go and uh, appreciative. Um, you know, I, I've just seen and uh, had a lot of people that I've come in contact with um, that. So I'm going to adjust the lighting here. I think uh, I'm a little washed out there. Um, but um, a lot of people that are going through struggle and, and, and strife, um, yeah. you know, and one of them I'll just, mentioned is you know, a lot of it people that you know clients people that i know people who are known by people that i know and um just want to acknowledge um a matter of mental health i just you know the um my wife turned me on to uh, a gentleman by the name of uh, uh dj uh, twitch was the name that he went by and he was a dj on the ellen DeGeneres show um had this great image and with the social media and everything with him and his wife and kids and the whole nine yards. And he died of suicide uh, yesterday. And, you know, we always end the show with talking about a belief that you had one that you may have be able you know, that you may have, may have changed, you know, uh, being able to grow. I used to only view suicide as um, something that was uh, for lack of a better term, selfish or just not understanding it. And my, uh, my thought process around all, all, around all of that has evolved so much. And as much as we, as right as we think we are, when we say people need to be seen, they need to be heard. 
I feel like there's so much more to that than we know because the people that seem to have the most going for them can be the most uh, unfulfilled and 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 so uh, you know very unhappy. So I want to just make sure that condolences are sent to those that knew him and to his family and to this telling everyone to make sure that uh, that you uh, listen out and uh, pay attention. And if you feel like you're not heard, uh, say something as well because Lord knows we all need each other. For sure, for yeah. sure. Most definitely, um, you know, and I also want to. In, 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 by the way, just go ahead to that to that point, and I had made a, a post on social media earlier uh, this morning about the fact that you know we we on this podcast our focus is on the special needs community, and a lot of times people think that 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 is restricted excludes to them. Yeah, physical limitations, you know, medically complex issues, um, other you know, physio psycho psychological issues. Um, things like the autism spectrum, cerebral palsy, like things that have a label and they don't, they forget that, you know, mental health and mental wellness is, 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 is part of this community as well. And so making sure that, I mean, we make a lot of accommodations for folks that have physical, you know, limitations, we make a lot of accommodations in school for other folks that have, you know, a learning delay or a learning disability. And so we want mm -hmm. to make sure that we, that we're thinking about creating awareness for, those that have mental health uh, issues as well. Luckily, and this is a new thing, so this may be new news for people, but you you know, where you dial 911 for an emergency, you can now dial 988 in the United States for a mental health emergency. So you, it used to be the suicide uh, prevention hotline. Now you right. can dial 988 directly and speak to, a, speak to a specialist that can help guide you through a difficult time. Um, if you're having a difficult time, you know, we hope that you seek out help and support if that's what you want, if that's what you need. And if you're able to give something to somebody who needs some help, we hope that you give as well. Empathy and love, we talk about that all the time. We never know what people are going through. So the sad yeah. news when you, the, the, the challenge I think, Sean, to what your point was that you're making is, we all have this sort of outward persona, especially if you're, if you're in the public eye as much as, as Stephen uh, Boss was, Twitch. Um, mm -hmm. you know, he was a DJ on Ellen, but before that he was on, so you think you can dance. He was on a number of, he was on a number of very high, you know, highly visible public outlets. And, and since then has done a lot of stuff on social media. His whole brand was, his whole brand was just positivity and out, outgoing. And you know what you have to stop and think is when I talk about my evolution is like, you have to stop and think that no one in their right mind, uh, commits suicide one is not in their quote-unquote right mind at that at that point in time you've heard so many stories of people that that say that if somebody stops and says gives a hello look someone in the eye at a very moment that they're think, thinking of taking their lives that alone makes a difference in cases yeah for sure and you, yeah you never know the impact that you have on other people so so always uh you know where you can share your love share your empathy share your support and yeah, condolences going out to everybody that uh, in his family and everybody that he touched and and the expanded world. When somebody with a high profile um, takes an action as severe as as he did, then it, again it helps to create awareness that this is a that this is a, an issue. We we saw this during the Olympics. We we saw this during the U.S. Open. Um, with, you know, you know, these young athletes that that struggle. Under, especially under the pressure of of being in the public of being in the public eye but the yeah. reality is that that happens to people not in the public eye they still feel that right. pressure they feel that exposure they feel all that so 
you know, the idea that it, you don't have to be, you don't have to be a celebrity or well-known to struggle with mental health. Um, it's, it, it covers, it really, and it doesn't really matter how much money you have and it doesn't matter, you know, <laughs> a lot of factors that, um, you know, are irrelevant when it comes to protecting your mental health. And so, you know, many folks have struggled in the, in the past and, and have chosen suicide as, as the way out. And, you know, again, I understand what you're saying. Some people used to think that that's a very selfish thing. It's, it's a, it's a horrific experience for anybody who has been through that. It's a horrific experience that lasts a very, very long time. I had a friend of mine who said to me one time when I was, when I was going through some personal struggles, not that many years ago, she said to me, you know, the world will go on without you. You know, it's a mm -hmm. stark reality. The world goes on without, without you, but the world's a much better place with you. Like we need, we need you here. Right. So, yeah. you yeah. know, think about that. Like, yes, it'll ease your pain, but it will not ease the pain for those around you. Um, yeah. and again, Most definitely. and again, people take, you know, take matters in their own hands. And, and, and so we hope that you'll seek, seek out the help and the support that you need. Yeah. So I'm sorry, we, uh, I interrupted you, Sean, to say that. No, that's okay. And we do the show live. We did not have a plan to talk about that today. Brian didn't know that I was necessarily going to bring that up. But having, you know, seen that, I just felt it would it just seem like a um, less than a proper utilization of the platform that we've been given um, by not mentioning that. So, um, again, everybody needs yeah. to be seen and heard and condolences to um, – his family and, uh, and, uh, and loved ones. Listen, and, um, one of the things that you always say, you've been saying this for years on social media, which I love. Um, <laughs> you always, you always end up saying like, if you're, if you're listening to us or if you're, if you're watching us, I love you. We love mm -hmm. you. Um, and I usually think, you know, that's, it's such a nice way to end, but the reality is people need to know that. Like we, if you're watching this, we, we know we, we love you. We, we appreciate yeah. the support. We appreciate the, you know, that you're part of our community and part of what we're doing. And, and you know, I, I remember I was I was dealing with a um, somebody who was in a very se severe situation, and and he had a friend who 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 gave him a a a memory a, a ring that went on his keychain that said love on it. He said, "I want you to hold on to this and give it to my friend. I want you to hold on to this and remember this when you're struggling. Remember that God loves you and I love you too. And 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 that is that you never know that could be the difference in saving a person's life so make sure that you share your love with others let them know you love them um i love you sean we go through a lot of stuff together uh, yeah so yeah. you know i love you right share your love right everybody yeah yeah and, 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 and make sure that we, we go both ways like to say okay yeah if you're watching this you know you know i love you that's just sending it but let's make sure we continue to watch too because you know um the people that are the strongest the people that are the happiest the people that uh you know uh, appear the most secure are usually the ones that may be carrying the most as well so with that said um you know um i also want to make sure that remind everyone that and we'll have the link up as well that um we've also partnered with uh, billy footwear um if you click on the link um and um for your purchase, you get 10% off the entire purchase. Uh, Billy Footwear is a shoe company and more uh, funded by uh, Billy Price, good friend of the show. Um, 
a gentleman who uh, fell out a window his uh, second week in his freshman year of college, um, was paralyzed from the chest down and had to learn how to do everything all over again, learn to do everything again for himself with the exception of putting shoes on. From that came a prototype, which then became Billy, Foot Billy Footwear. And in the last year, they sold their one millionth pair of shoes. So uh, it's a good business and great cause to support. And the link is uh, uh, on the screen there. So um, one of the great things about uh, as those of you that have been following us uh, know that Brian and I met um, working in the field of financial services, being parents to children with special needs because of the manner in which we work, um, which means that we um, represent a client and not the industry. So most firms in financial services will look at um, assets under management. What do you have that I can invest, where I make money, whether you lose some or lose all? And they will usually charge a fee for that. They work in what you call a captive environment of products from one company. And then they will usually, quote unquote, chase wealthy people and loosely serve them because they're also, um, you know, um, have high quotas to meet and things of that sort. Taking a holistic approach where we take a look at a variety of things, um, life insurance, retirement, short and long term savings, debt elimination and estate planning. Uh, and then um, assist business owners as well with a broad array of not only products, but providers as well and not tied to any one of them. Brian and I thought, well, you know what? Um, if a neurotypical family needs to plan for when um, providers exist only in memory, that's probably twice as important for those that have families um, um, with members that have special needs as we do. So we created a special needs initiative to build a bridge between the financial service, education and opportunity and the special needs community. And then having this platform, um, such as our podcast, we've been able to um, build relationships with fantastic uh, people and organizations. And one of those happens to be an organization known as We Are Brave Together, which was founded by uh, Jessica Pate. Um, her son suffers from a condition uh, known as uh, Prader-Willie syndrome. And um, the, they provide support um, for caregivers and, and parents. And they're a fantastic organization. And they have asked us to provide a series of financial literacy events. And the last, uh, we've been doing them once a quarter. And the last one of this year is taking place this Saturday um, at uh, 2 p.m. Pacific. And we're going to talk a bit about our relationship with them and some of the stuff that we'll, we're going to be covering um, at, um, at the event. And what's different about what we're doing right now and the direction that we're heading in is that we've essentially put together um, a checklist um, for the different segments and communities that we work with. And one, especially when it comes to um, uh, special needs families. And so we're going to be talking uh, a little bit about, uh, about the event let you know how you can register and just do our best to add value to your time today. And so there's not much to it. Today. If you go to, we are brave together.org the, the link is on the, is on the site. Now it's also in our comment section. Just go to that and, and, and you'll be able to find the, the, they do a number of, of, um, of group, uh, I can't retreat. It escapes me. Thank you. It's, yeah. Group retreats and, and, and certain kinds of, of programs that they offer. This financial literacy program is, is a, is something that they can, here we go. Financial planning resource group. So now it's on the site. So look for events, look under the break. We are brave together.org website under events, financial planning resource group. So um, not much to it. Sign up for that is free. 
um, you, you, it'll be a, it'll be a, a zoom, something like a zoom, and you'll be able to, to get some great information. This is the fourth. We've done one every quarter this year. We did a number of, we've done a number of presentations. They're a little bit different every time we do it, depending on who's on who's attending. Um, but, but this is the kind of thing where you can get some access to financial resources and some financial information, maybe some stuff that you, that you've never heard of before, or maybe some stuff that you've heard of, but you don't really understand that those are some of the things we're going to be covering then this Saturday, 2 PM Pacific time, uh, on uh, we are brave together. So look up for the, look for the link and thank you, Sean Hall, by the way, Sean Hall is, um, who's also in our financial services uh, business with us and our producer of this show out in Hawaii is on it. We love you. We love you, Sean. Thank you for your, your support and helping us do this podcast. And so Sean's on it with the, he's on it. By the way, a grandfather of a child with special needs too. So he is part of our community as well. So thank you. Most again, definitely. All right, Sean Francis. Yeah. I mean, my days, today's interrupting Sean day. That's, I don't know what happened, but no, no, no. I woke up they this just, morning and clearly it's interrupt Sean day all day today. So no, no, no. It's, it's all about, <laughs> but flow. Sometimes I feel like it's like, save me day because we're just we're we're flying by the seat of our pants here today i'm sorry you guys we're we're in the middle of a lot of growth so there's a lot of things that are going on so it feels a little less yeah. organized than it ordinarily does which is saying a lot because i don't know how organized it is at any point in time um but what we're going to be doing on saturday is going through uh the checklist um that we've created for special needs families in other words these are the areas and items in which you should have um eyes dotted and t's crossed in order to make sure that there's some sort of financial stability that takes place. And so the first item on that list is cash flow. And that can be something that's touchy for someone um, with a dis disability um, or someone that's a caregiver because the way that the system works, if you're receiving benefits of any kind, you're pretty much conditioned to settle because if you, have a, if you make too much income, you're not able to qualify for those benefits, which you may very well need. So your, um, and let me back up. One of the things that we're going to be touching on a lot is mindset, right? So the environment in which we were we were raised, as well as the decade in which we were born and the generation that we belong to plays a lot in how we see the world. It plays a lot in terms of how we might see money, how, you know, how, what our relationship is to money. Um, it also has a lot to do with the things that are important and that are priorities to us. And then it also has a lot to do with the manner in which you respond to a diagnosis. And so um, all those things tie into how you respond to something like cash flow. You may be sitting there thinking, well, how can I possibly earn more? These benefits are going to be taken away. Or the thought you may make a statement and that feel that you can't do that. But those are some of the things that we're going to talk about. Uh, and the first item is, as I said, uh, cash flow. So what is the way to maximize the cash flow you have? Two and, ways. And Obviously, you're going to spend less or earn more. Yeah. So so let me just say this again, just to give this to give this context. We a part of the mm -hmm. financial services company that Sean and I have been a part of have have that company has been around for 40 years and, and allows us to put plans in place to protect our families and things like life insurance and and trusts and annuities and those types of things, most mostly in the insurance in the insurance industry, um, the mindset shift that uh, Sean is talking about is one that we've that we've embraced uh, on, in in our group. We have a we have sort of a subgroup of the organization, and this is my perspective. Our perspective now is less about just protecting us from things that could possibly happen, and more about being proactive in looking at how the systems that exist 
in our in our our you know in our financial world how they are how they can be used to build wealth maximization so it's not just about protecting and i know a lot of us who are parents of special needs children our first thought is survival and and while we all focus initially i think to on, on ways that we can survive and that our family and our children and hopefully our grandchildren and beyond will be able to survive we really want to make sure that we've put plans in place to help people thrive the goal is to build wealth maximization not just protect from the unknown and not just protect in case or in the event of but really make sure that you understand areas of finance that can be impactful for you and your family to help you to help you thrive and create generational wealth and not generational poverty which happens in a lot of our communities and you know as, as sean said you know a lot of times in the special needs community because we're we're used to getting support and we're used to having to jump through a certain number of hoops in order to qualify for that support those hoops are kind of designed to keep us somewhat contained in the in the financial system um we think that while you want to know what those are so that you do qualify for those kinds of accommodations and benefits you also want to look at how can you utilize the system to benefit you to the greatest possibility so that you don't have to worry about qualifying for for, for benefits per se but that you can actually put something in place for yourself and your family to grow and maximize your wealth. So the checklist that Sean's referring to is we've taken what we've done in our financial services business. There's six areas of uh, that help you get to financial independence. And we've just expanded to the things that we can offer in each of those six areas to show you ways to, to protect and build and and maximize. So that's really what our, our initiative is all about. So for the eighth, time i apologize for um for uh interrupting you and so no so now it's mm. given a context so so sean so talk about this so there's, there's there's cash flow is one of those things talk about what those six areas are for folks tell them what they are and then we'll can we get into this some of the details oh the areas oh, with regard to uh cash flow cash flow debt management you know each one of those things so we're looking at cash flow you're looking at uh debt management um Proper protection. Proper protection reads reads means the the right type and amount and the most suitable life insurance. There's a very uh, if you're in life insurance or financial services, you'll see a lot of debates on social media um, with regard to what is best versus uh, term versus permanent life insurance. Term is temporary coverage. This is for a time of ten to 30 years. And there's this big debate as to whether what's better, that or permanent coverage. Permanent coverage has you, you know, gives you cash value. You can grow money tax-free and people have an argument back and forth. We like to say that um, to the, the answer to the question as to which one of those two is best, the one that suits the client, the one that suits, that, that is most suitable. So proper protection means the right type, the right amount, and the most suitable form of life insurance. That, that even in, in includes the right provider as well, because each person's situation is very different. Um, with regard to maybe health challenges, lifestyle, anything of that sort. That, that, again, is an advantage that one has by having access to various providers and various products. The next thing is then um, um, asset accumulation. That means having money someplace where it can outpace inflation. And that's Im important at any point in time, but especially now where inflation is up around 9% coming out of COVID. Um, and if you're aware of how banks work, 
for banks, not not a bank, but the system itself. So I'm not a, this isn't an attack on any specific bank, but the way the banking system works is that you get minimal rate of return um, for you know with with anything that you have sitting in a bank. So it may be secure, but it's not necessarily going to grow. So it's essentially like having a hole in your pocket because it doesn't outpace inflation. But having um, money someplace to work out, I can outpace inflation, and if it's done right, um, I will allow you to pay minimal or and not nothing at all on in terms of taxes on that growth. The next thing is then an emergency fund, um, having three to six months of your income put aside in the case of any um, kind of an emergency that may come up. And we know that they generally do. And then the next thing is estate preservation. That means having a will or a trust in place. Uh, we work with one of the largest law firms in the country. Um, um, that does estate planning for that purpose. And they manage to, they work as we do, which is that they there isn't a, a fee for consultation. And the difference between a will and a trust, even though I'm not an attorney, is essentially probate. Probate means that, you know, if you have a will, it goes through probate. If it's a trust, uh, if it's not the right type, it, uh, it can avoid probate. Probate pretty much means that the courts have to hear out any challenges that take place. I don't know from personal experience that that can take anywhere from months Two years. In the case of uh, my family, um, we had a situation that where that um, that period of time was ten years. So um, it's best to have the right protection in place in all of those things. And again, if they're important to anyone, it's twice as important to families like ours. Yeah. So to just to just a few. So the, so let me just the six areas just to, to repeat are cash flow, debt management, proper protection, emergency fund asset accumulation and estate preservation. Those are the six, those are the six areas that we tend to focus on. And within each of those areas, we have, uh, we make recommendations and suggestions depending on every one of our, our clients' uh, personal needs. Um, we'll make recommendations that suit them. Not every, uh, there's, no, there's no cookie cutter plan for everybody. There is a, and why we refer to these things as checklists. It, within a particular segment of the population, there are certain things that are common to that to that population. So, for example, somebody in their twenties, starting out, finishing you know college and looking to begin their career, their needs are going to be different than somebody who's sixty five and on the other end of the of the employment uh, uh, spectrum and looking to retire and what they need to do to preserve their you know the uh, the estate that they've that they've accumulated and to you know a lot of folks fear at that age. They fear outliving their money. They don't fear death as much as they fear outliving their money. The needs between those two groups of people are completely different. So within our, what we've done is we've created basically a, a checklist of things that suit every particular segment that is important to us and the folks that are on our team. Obviously with this podcast and the work that we do, we've been doing here for Just Two Dads for now two and a half years, almost 120 episodes. Um, the special needs community is a is a is a community that's near and dear. So, so again, the needs of a special needs family are different than the needs of a family with all neurotypical family members, right? Some of them are the same, but some of them are unique. Um, and those are the things that that we talk about. Um, in general, I say um a lot. I realized that's what I'm going to have to check. I'm going to have to clean, clean that up, Sean. In general, I just want to make one comment about about the thing that 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 Sean was referring to because I don't have a I don't have a difficult time criticizing banks. Um, the banking industry, the banking industry includes the banks that you see on the corner of your, you know, uh, of your intersections in your city and 
those in, in on Wall Street. Those are all part of the same banking industry. The banking industry is in business to do one thing, to make money. And how do they make money? They lend money out. So you think of it, I'm going to make a deposit. I'm going to direct deposit my check into my bank account, and they're going to hold it for me. The reality is the bank doesn't hold on to that money. It's not sitting there in an envelope waiting for you to come in and take it out when you're ready. They take that money and they use it as a, as a marker, if you will. And they're allowed to, to lend out 10 times that amount to their customers. So if you think about it, you get paid to put your money in there. They give you, you would think that they would give you a hell of an incentive to put your money in so that they could lend it out 10 times, but they don't. They pay you an interest rate on your savings account of less than 1%. In many cases, it's less than a half a percent. Meanwhile, they lend it out 10 times the amount that you put in there for things like mortgages, credit cards, auto, you know, auto loans, anywhere where the bank is making a loan, they then charge a percentage to their clients. By the way, if you're lending out 10 times the amount of money that you're collecting, you could have bad debt, you know, 20% in bad debt. They don't, but you could have 20% in bad debt and still make a ton of money. Um, they charge anywhere from, you know, three, six to 28. I just saw, I just saw somebody post on social media was talking about all the credit cards that you can get that you can, you know, that, that you can build some, some good credit history with credit cards are averaging 18 to 29%. These are on like, Amex Blue and, you know, Chase Inc. and like cards that you'd think that a lot of folks have, they're 18 to 29%. How much do they pay you to save it? 0.04% the average nationally. So banks are in the business to lend money and make money on your money. Once you yeah, my, understand my, that. My one point I was going to make was that, you know, not that there's an issue challenging the industry or the system, but. And, and not only and not only not wanting to offend someone by saying, you know, who may be listening and thinking, wait a minute, but my bank is a good bank and it's good people there or whatever. Just saying that it's not about a branch. It's not about a location and it's not about a particular bank. It's like you said, it's the it's the industry. It's the system itself. It's the way it operates as a as a whole. And the way that it operates prevents you know, it limits the amount of good that they can do for individuals. So there's some of them that are much better at it than others, but the way that the system works, you know, it's, it, 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 it's them first. Credit unions have a slightly different perspective than folks in the banking industry because credit unions are generally made up of their, of a particular community and they're mostly member owned, you know, they're member owned organizations. So there's a benefit to being a member of a credit union, but the banks within the banking industry, by the way, I was looking this up the other day because here's a fascinating fact. Banks invest a ton of money in life insurance assets. So just to say that again, life insurance assets. In fact, if you look it up, and by the way, you can look it up, uh, the banks are, the total number of banks in the United States invest $182.2 billion in life insurance assets. The top five cover about almost, uh, almost $100 billion. Of that, and yes, they are the five that you think about: J.P. Morgan, Citibank, Bank of America, Wells Fargo. Those are the companies that are at the top. Of that, in fact, you can put your money where you you can put your money in the bank, or you can put your money where the bank puts its money, which is actually in, in in life insurance assets, if you can believe. So that will show you. By the way, in the insurance industry and the banking industry, I just did a post about this recently. They are entirely different animals. They're both financial intermediaries. 
but they're, the, the control and how they utilize your money, where a bank can lend out 10 times the amount of deposits, insurance company doesn't do that. Insurance company makes investments, but they don't lend out money the same way that a bank does. And the only thing that, they, that the insurance industry does really is they insure their clientele against you know, unforeseen circumstances, a car accident, uh, you know, an earthquake in your home, the death of a loved one. And so insurance, the insurance industry has to have a certain amount of reserves on to stay solvent. And so they're not allowed to lend out 10 times. Think about this, the banking industry lends out 90% more than it takes in. I'm sorry, 900% more than it takes in. You're not allowed to do that. You can't spend money you don't have. Right. As individuals, we can't do that. As companies, we can't do that. We're not allowed to give out more money than we take in. We go bankrupt. Banking system is one of the few industries and the banks are the few kinds of organizations that are allowed to lend out more money than they have. So that should tell you something. And here's the catch. So the thing is, you can we can rail about it. We can complain and we can pick it and everything. Or you can sit back and say, wait a minute, what is it that they're doing? And we actually have I can do the same thing. That's where we talk about mindset. In other words, the the the, the most common reaction is to complain and get up. Well, in, well, what serves you more is to do something about it. And do something about it doesn't mean fight city hall or rape your, your congressman, although you're welcome to do that. But what's going to be more fruitful? Doing that and fighting upstream or using those same systems and mechanisms that are in place to serve them, uh, to serve you. And if that is something that's important, again, to families that consist of all neurotypical people in a household, how much more important is it to those that have members with special needs as we do? You know, so um, let's move on to the next item on the on the checklist, which is debt management. And Brian, I want you I want you to touch on um, just from a conceptual standpoint, the new direction that we're taking with that, if you will. Um, when you look at debt management, the most common areas and ones that we usually help people with the companies that we work with are or entities that help people with uh, consumer debt, which is credit cards, um, student loans, as well as um, uh, tax debt. And so you're talking about different entities that help that, that specialize in each of those things. When it comes to student loans, there may be people that are thinking a lot about that student loan forgiveness program. You may or you may not qualify for it. But here's the thing. It's twice as important if you or, or, or great if you have one entity that may be able to or, or one concept that handles all of those, regardless of the type of debt. So that's something that's a part of uh, a new part of the strategy that that, uh, that we're uh, we're putting forth. So if you can talk a little bit about that, Brian, that'd be great. Yeah. So again, so so once once you understand that there's a you know, it's taking on a, a new mindset, understanding how the banks work and understanding the fact that you spend a lot of money in interest on money that you borrow right so so knowing that the bank that's where the bank's profit center is there are ways to i don't want to say beat the system but there's two sides there's two ways to look at this one is you want to become your own bank you want to be borrowing from yourself and we we talk about that in our asset accumulation and we talk about how you do that where you're not borrowing from the bank but you're borrowing from you know from assets that you've accumulated. So it's one of the things that we generally talk about with our clients. But the other thing is looking at where you do spend your money and how much of that money is spent in interest. There are ways to beat the system, if you will. So let me just say this. If I tell you, so by the way, there's two. Legally, legally. Yes, of course, of course. And there's two sides to this, right? 
I, I've said this for, for years. The two institutions that are supposed to protect the Amer average American family are the, the banks, the banking industry. When I say the banks, it's the banking industry and the government. And the reality is both of those, it, the, both of those, of those um, institutions actually, <laughs> I don't want to say it, I'm going to say this, I'm going to say this publicly, screw over the average American family. They yeah. screw over the average American family. They protect the elite, they protect the wealthy, they protect the 1% to 2% to 5%, right? Banks through their interest that they charge and government through taxes. If you understand the tax code, that was by the way, written by wealthy folks to protect the wealthy. If you understand the tax code, you'll know how to actually take advantage of all of the things that the tax code provides. If you understand the banking system and how interest works, you'll be able to take advantage of the things that the banks can provide you without without sending you to the poor house by absorbing uh, let me say uh, interest one rates. thing too brian it's I, I was going to say something but rather than make a statement i'm going to ask a question and everybody can answer this within themselves whether somebody does it on the chat if they're here or if they hear it after the fact or if they ask the question and answer it within themselves which is who do you think the tax codes favor more an entrepreneur or an employee and that's just something to think about as well and I will tell you this, that the tax code that Sean's referring to, it's not a secret and it's not hidden. In fact, the government tells you through the tax code what who they favor, right? They want you to be married. This is where the, <laughs> hey, Ron, they want you to be married. They give you a tax break on your, on your filings if you're married. They want you to have children. They want you to own a home. They want you to tithe to charity and they want you to have a business. Those are where your greatest tax breaks come from, those five categories. So you're thinking, oh, I, bet, I guess I gotta get married and go have some kids and buy a house. <laughs> you know, that's okay if you're not there yet. The other things, right? So so as an, as an individual, starting a business is a cr critical thing because businesses, there are a lot of tax write-offs, right? That term, tax write-off, it, it refers to those things that are qualified business expenses that reduce the income that you make and lowers your tax bill. That's legal and legit, right? So forming a business, having businesses that own property, having businesses that own your home, having businesses, having trusts in place that protect you as well. Those are the kinds of things that the tax code provides for. So that gives you some clue as to where the government favors. So the government does, by the way, nowhere in there, nowhere in the tax code does it say if you're a W-2 employee working a job that, that the, the tax code is going to give you a break. There is no and listen, for that. that's that's not a knock on anybody that's doing that. Those things, they, 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 this is and this isn't even I don't even know if you want to say that that's good or bad. It's just a matter of what is. And if you happen to be a caregiver or a parent to someone with special needs where your time is minuscule, your dollars are minuscule and you're thinking, well, how would I start a business? What would I possibly do? Again, this goes back to mindset. Everything goes back to mindset. Just stop and think about I identify some of the most common problems that are not only just out there in the world or the marketplace, but maybe some of the most common ones that you face as a caregiver or parent to someone with special needs. There is great difference dollar and dollars and values to be made by offering solutions to the greatest problem that mankind has. And so start asking yourself, you know, the quality, it's said that the quality of our life is determined by the quality of the questions that we ask ourselves. So one of the things you can ask yourself is what is it that most people are really having a problem with? What is it that people in my community are having a problem with? What is What are some of the biggest problems that 
other parents or caregivers of those with special needs might have. What kind of solution might I be able to offer? What solution might give me some kind of relief? And you can tie that to um, either something that brings in additional income or allows you to actually flat out start a business. It's just a matter of tweaking the way that we think. And so just to, to on top of that, let me just say this. Um, we have a we have a lot. Listen, there's a lot of a lot of uh, published material on some of these things that we're talking about. So, so these are not like original ideas, and we're like thinking outside the box. We're just creating. You know, again, we have a platform to talk about this stuff, so we can actually talk more more publicly about this. But one of our favorite one of our favorite books that talks about some tax savings is is a book called The Power of Zero and the impact of paying zero percent income tax in your retirement years that's the power of zero and how you get there without getting into a lot of detail about that specifically about that book it's written by a guy named david mcknight i highly recommend david mcknight the power of zero and in fact he has a documentary based on that book called the tax train so highly recommend that you look at that it says it's for financial advisors i will tell you if you go to the website type in the tax train.com Go to the website, watch that documentary, it's about an hour and 15 minutes. It will tell you all of the reasons why taxes need to go up in the future. Even though the tax code is there, you know, we're talking about like cutting taxes for certain aspects of the, you know, of our, of our population. The ones who are bearing the biggest burden are the middle class, the W-2 workers. That's where you're, you're not seeing tax cuts out of your paycheck. In fact, if anything, it feels like your paycheck's smaller. But, but I will say this, one of the things that David McKnight says that I love, which is there's a four letter word for why taxes have to go up in the future and a four letter word for, you know, how we are being buried by debt. Like those two things, again, debt on the banking industry, taxes from the government and the four letter word, like what's having the biggest impact, like inflation, by the way, takes a lot of, a lot of uh, out of our paychecks as well. Right? So what's what are the, what's the four letter word some people would say it's wars right wars impact us um debt impacts us in general debt impacts us some say kids right that's a good four letter word kids the real four letter word that has an impact on all of this is math what we're talking about is math and if you understand math you understand why the government is going to be raising tax in the future so how do you put yourself in a position to reduce your tax burden and why we're getting buried by debt and how can we find debt solutions that help us get out of debt it's math some people think that there's the interest rate is 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 the thing that we focus on oh i got a great interest rate on this i'm going to lower my interest rate and 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 to a degree that is right but in the long run it's more about interest volume so some people say, well, I've got a 30-year mortgage on my house and I got a I got an interest rate of 4%. By the way, a year ago that 4% was high. Today, that's low, right? Because interest rates on mortgages now are six and seven percent, right? But a 30-year mortgage at four percent, you know, you end up paying in volume over 30 years double the cost of your house because you're paying a majority of that in interest. Right, so that's just an example. That's interest volume versus interest rate. You could have the lowest interest rate, but if you're gonna spread it out over a long period of time, the volume of interest that you pay, I always say that credit cards make banks money. Mortgages make banks money. These vehicles, these financial vehicles that you spread out over time, you think it's great because it helps your budget. The reality is 
That is just a revenue stream for the bank. The bank looks at the money that you pay in interest as revenue streams. And so again, once you understand how the banks think, you wanna start thinking like the bank. You wanna start thinking like the wealthy tax codes, you know, uh, authors. You wanna start thinking that way. And this goes to everybody. This is not just for special needs families. This is, this is for every family, every individual, every business owner, every retiree. There are things within our checklist of, of, of items that we can offer and recommend for folks that benefit by reducing the amount of interest that you pay to the banks, reducing legally, reducing the amount of taxes that you pay the government and putting structures in place to maximize your wealth. It's not about how much money you make, it's about how much money you keep. And you wanna make sure that you're providing, you're providing for your family now and into the future. And as Sean likes to say, at a time when we exist in memory only, that means when we pass away and our family needs to exist it, with our estate, right? So you wanna make sure if you're a special needs family, you wanna make sure that you've got ways to maximize your wealth today and then some protections in place so that that wealth doesn't get eroded by things like inflation, stock market crashes, you know, taxes, all of those things that erode our wealth. You wanna, you wanna build your, your estate up, you wanna protect that estate and you wanna make sure that that estate's gonna be there for generations to come. And those are things where that's where trusts come in. And if you're a special needs family, a special needs trust that gives detailed instructions to, you know, caregiving for your child or your family member that has a special needs issue, making sure that special needs trust is in there. are Many, many different kinds of trusts that you can have. But and we'll touch on, we'll touch on that as, as we get to the end of the list, but it's funny because it, it's the last item on the checklist, but it ties in with the next item which is proper protection. We talked about the right type and the right amount. Um, you know, there's people, more people, most people don't have any idea how life insurance works and has a very limited, have a very limited um, view of it. And it is as misunderstood as it is um, vital. And look, we do need to plan all of us for, you know, a time when we exist only in memory. But statistically speaking, even though it seems like every day you're, reading about somebody's departure or hearing of someone you know who's departed, statistically speaking, we're living longer. So you also, you not only do you want to plan for the time when you exist only in memory, but you want to give consideration to, you know, not outliving your your money and, you know, being protected if you're here longer. So again, going back to that argument that I talked about, which many people seem to have, which is what's better, um, permanent coverage or a term and, you know, Permanent policies had a, a, a well-earned re bad reputation once upon a time because they cost more. There was cash value, but it was a very limited, you know, uh, rate of return. But going back to what I said earlier, which is that what is best for a person is um, the best policy is the one that is most suitable. I will say this: term policies have their um, have their, have their place. Not only you know, do we you know recommend both de depending on what a person's situation is. I happen to own both. We have both in our in, in our household. But I will say, if you happen to get um, term coverage, and it, I, I, I'm almost irritated when I hear a lot of the commercials that the, the life insurance industry will have by entities that specialize in term covered. And you say, you know, Bob, a 35 year old healthy man. Um, and husband and father of two got a million dollars worth of coverage uh, for $20 a month for 20 years. That's good. But they're not telling you Bob has a plan for year 21 because the manner right. in which you 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 uh, qualify for life insurance, first of all, you do have to qualify. 
and the manner in which you qualify is, you know, based upon your gender, your age, and your lifestyle. And so the younger you are, the less it costs. And it's not something that, you know, we might need. Auto insurance, you might need. Um, home insurance, you might need, at least in terms of filing an actual claim. But you need it from a legal standpoint. You have to have, you know, you have to have it, but you may not need it for some point in time. Life insurance is something that you're definitely going to need because, and it's not just a matter of the fact that we're going to depart, but nobody knows when. And that's not to scare anybody. That's just about having a real conversation. So there's a bunch of things, um, you know, that most people don't know about these things and how they work. Brian, discuss some of the things, if you will, about the most important pieces and why it is important to our community. Well, there's a, there's a, there's a few things. First of all, I'll also just, it's not just about life it's not just about life insurance, but there are other things. There's long-term care. That's a proper protection. You want to make sure you have that in place as well. So a lot of the things that Sean's talking about when it, as it relates to insurances and, and protection is again, thinking about, you know, it, it's a, it's not an, it's not an in case it happens. It's a, when it happens. So, you know, again, term policy, I would say to, to folks who, who want to buy a term policy, well, that's, that's great if you're planning on dying in the you know in this in this term this 20 year or 30 year term right but if you're young having a term policy doesn't really make a lot of sense unless you've got you know you've got some you're you're the you're the sole breadwinner in your family and your and your passing leaves an undue burden on your family then absolutely have a term policy but permanent policies and the value of having a permanent life insurance go to the other things that we talked about because it's a little bit like it's a little bit like a it's an asset. Let me just say this: your life insurance policy, your permanent life insurance policy, is an asset. Not only can you add long-term care in there so that you have some protection in case you get sick as you get older, but it has cash value potential to, of growth and protection. So it's tied to market performance, stock market performance, but it's not invested in the stock market. As the stock market goes up, it mirrors the impact, the, the, the interest applied to your, to your cash value in your life insurance policy mirrors the market when it goes up. But if the market drops, the kinds of insurance policies that we're talking about, permanent insurance policies, have downside protections. If the market drops, you don't lose any money. Not only that, you can, properly structured, you can overfund your permanent life insurance policy, and that cash value is accessible to you at any time, income tax-free. So you can access it through loans and withdrawals. You can access the cash. So think about this. It's a, it's a little bit like if you had a house and you, and, you, and you made extra mortgage payments to build equity, and then you borrow that equity against your house, right? A lot of folks do that. Again, banks love it when you do it because you're tying yourself to the bank. This is where you get to become your own bank. Build up your life insurance cash value, and then you can borrow against yourself. It's backed by the death benefit of your of your life insurance policy. So there's a lot of a lot will go into detail at some point in the future. If you are interested, reach out to us and, and you know set an appointment with us. We'll go through these these kinds of concepts with you individually. But life insurance is a is an asset. The wealthy use it as a way to become your own bank. You want to think about it again, we don't want to we don't want to feed the banks more than we have to. So your business, your home, your insurance policy, those are all assets that you can acquire where you can become your own bank. You buy, you access the equity in each of those things to do the things that you want to do, which is build wealth and maximize wealth. And if you're, again, if you have a, a child with, you know, with, with special needs and you want to make sure some protections in place, 
you can take your life insurance policy and make your trustee of your trust be the beneficiary of the policy. So when you pass, you don't have to worry about probate. The policy is the policy pays the trust with instructions about how that child is to be taken care of in the future should you pass away. So a lot of nuances around proper protection. A lot of there's again, you're saving on taxes because it's completely tax free access to your cash. When you pass away, the death benefit goes to your family tax free as well. So that money that you've built up doesn't go to the government. The money that you access isn't paid an interest fee to the banks. So now we've beat that challenge of, of both the banks, the banking industry and the government having their hand in our pockets. So right. life insurance is part of your is part of your proper protection and can be part of your asset accumulation um, strategy as well. It can be tied together. And that's where we have these these specific conversations about um, crafting something that suits your particular needs, because there's ways to go ahead and increase these things and not affect the benefits. Now, let me ask a question again, a question versus a statement. What would it be? Uh, what kind of value would it be to you and those that you love if you're able to put something together where you can protect the benefits that are being received right now and still grow something and then get to a point where you fiscally outgrow the need for the benefit? Because if you've got a fear of you know it being taken away, it can actually be protected while you increase and then get to the point where you're okay if you walk away from that that way you end up being even less dependent we're winding down brian if we can let's 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 tie together the last two items on the check uh checklist being both the emergency fund and the estate preservation well again we've sort of talked about estate preservation as it relates to having a trust in place um you want to have a will and and a trust again the will you can if you're going to have only one have a trust if you're going to have only one of those two, you can have both. The will gives protection from, uh, gives instructions, but the trust also, in addition to instruction, provides protection against probate. And an emergency fund is just making sure that you have enough cash set aside in some account that's liquid, that earns interest, hopefully better than you can get at the bank, um, and that you have access to. So if you have an emergency, such as your car breaks down or something happens, you need money right away, you don't have to go to a credit card. And again, you know, the credit card companies, their commercials are amazing, aren't they? They're hiring all these celebrities to go, you know, what's in your wallet? And, you know, all of these, all of these things like pay for your, they want you to pay for your groceries and your gas with a credit card, which makes no sense because you're paying 15 to 25% interest on top of buying your groceries. So all the coupons that you clip, the Ralph's rewards uh, membership that you have to get reduced uh, prices at the grocery store, go out the window when you pay for it with a credit card. So you want to have an emergency fund to take care of your emergencies. You don't have to dip in your credit card. Um, you don't have to access your credit card for those kinds of things. So those are the two things. We talk about all these things when we sit down with our families and business owners and individuals and put a strategy in place that helps them change their mindset around money, how they think about the banks and the government, how they provide some protection for their family, but also build some wealth maximization strategies so that they have, um, they, they built a generational legacy of, of, of uh, literacy around finances. So that's really what we do. And the, the, the key thing yeah. that, that you were mentioning uh, with the cards, or maybe some people listening that say, well, but I get points when I use my cards for, you know, um, for groceries or things of that sort, make sure that you're getting, getting points and then not giving up interest because in other words you may have an introductory uh an in, 
uh, introductory period where there um, there isn't any interest being charged, that's a different story. Um, you know, so there's um, everything. It, everything is based on context. You know what I mean? There's certain things that are completely black and white, but you know, the solution to context. that. The solution to that issue right there is start a business, get a business credit card, pay it off every month with your business revenues and use your card to, to accumulate points and whatever rewards a credit card gives away. There are a lot of folks who provide on social media specific details about which cards provide what kind of support for you. You want to think about your annual fee, interest rate being charged, all of those things. They all come into a factor as to how to utilize it. But you start a business, use a business credit card for all of those things. So there's many things that we talk about. Um, and we're getting close to the end of our hour because we could talk about this subject for hours and hours and hours on end. And mm -hmm. uh, clearly we're passionate about it as well. So I will say this as we close up. Our goal here is to help you is, is to help you build generational wealth and build a generation of financial independence and peace of mind and you know accomplishing all of the goals that you want to accomplish. So do that and you know talk to us if you need some specific help and obviously our focus here with this podcast and with our community is going after the special needs families and providing them with as much information as we possibly can to support them um you us so on that note i'll just say as we wrap this as we wrap this this episode up uh and i say this all the time and especially you know today as we see in the news and you know you know another person you know seeking the only way out of their life as you know suicide is the option um please have empathy for others you have no idea what they're going through um you ask questions be more curious as you say sean be more curious than judgmental um have a little more empathy for your loved ones you never know what somebody else is is dealing with in their in their personal lives and if you look at the world through the lenses of love uh it's just a better place um, Amity, thank you for, for your comments. That's very sweet of you. Um, thank you. we, yeah, we, we, we care about all of our, all, all of our, our audience. And, you know, we want to make sure that you guys get value out of what it is that we're talking about because we love you. So with that, we'll throw it off to, to Shonda to close us out. I want to quickly thank uh, the women in my life for that, whom I would not be. That is my mom, Jan, my amazing wife, uh, Laura. Um, anyone, anywhere that's listening, um, whether you're catching us live or after the fact, thank you for listening and we love you. And the link for um, the free registration for our event this Saturday is uh, in the chat. Just put it up again. Uh, again, the organization is We Are Brave Together. Fantastic resource of support for special needs parents and caregivers. And we're going to be touching on the subjects that we touched uh, talked about today uh, in a little more detail. It's two o'clock Pacific time and uh, it's free. Again, it's the last in our series of financial literacy events for the year. And um, we got some ambitious goals in terms of things that we want to accomplish and value that we want to add to people out there um, in the year to come. And uh, we always want to hear from you. So make sure that you um, like, follow, uh, subscribe and share with the YouTube channel. And you can feel free to email us at wearejusttwodads at gmail.com. Again, that's wearejusttwodads at gmail.com. And wherever you are, we love you. Thank you all. We love you.